when Jesus said it is finished on the cross in Calvary, he unlocked the dimensional door and bought us back into paradise. Welcome to Nine Hours on the Cross on Double Eagles Radio Network. For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. And when you go into how he got delivered, mocked, blasphemed, lied about, beat, Pilate even said, I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. See you to it, to the Jews. Then the hierarchy of religion, or the chosen ones, said, His blood be on us and our children. Then they released a murderer. And then when they had scourged Jesus, a scourging is a whipping, a painful torment. A humiliation. It's not a christening of a king in the natural. You should be hated of all men. After they did that, then they delivered him to be crucified. They stripped him, spit on him, slapped a crown of thorns on his head, stuck it through his skull. He was beat beyond recognition parted his garments, mocked him. This is Jesus, King of the Jews on the cross. So when he went through the darkness, the murder, the humiliation, the submission to the Father, to buy us back in from death, hell and the grave, you get in the scriptures but what he really accomplished of those nine hours on the cross and then have the revelation of the translation of his kingdom to buy you back in to see that and live in it. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness all over the land until the ninth. Jesus cried, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But the most powerful translation of the sinless beam rocked the earth when he said he gave up the ghost. Yielded up with a scream from the guttural parts of the soul of heaven. And then behold, the Bible says the veil of the temple is rent twain from top to bottom. And the earth did quake, the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints, saints which slept arose. And came out of the graves after his resurrection. Are you hearing the power of the Spirit? Death has no more dominion over you. and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto them. Is God appearing unto you? Remember, 
the risen Savior, the risen Savior, he indeed did arise and appeared for 40 days and 40 nights to fulfill back out the destiny to buy back in the Jew and the Gentile into salvation. He told the thief on the cross, truly, truly, I say unto you this day, you shall be with me in paradise. The Roman centurion said, truly, this is the Son of God. He glorified God when it was done. See, when you die to self, you're coming to the foot of the cross. Believing in him. Well, you know devils believe and they fear and tremble. So, unless you eat his flesh and drink his blood, you have no life in him. So I, the Lord said, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes in me shall never thirst. Do you believe this? This is the will of the Father, that everyone which sees the Son. Now, you've got to be spiritually minded to see the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life. I will raise him up in the last day. So it's, it's not about earthly manna. It's not about mind and earthly things. There's a natural body. There's a spiritual body. And then you realize in the surrender or submission to a higher power, as Jesus said, no man takes my life, but I lay it down on myself. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it up. This is the commandment. I have received my father, but not only that, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me and I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man, any man pluck them out of my hand. I and my Father are one. So you understand when Jesus said, My kingdom's not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight. The weapons you warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. So you cast down the devices, the imaginations, the false light that's trying to blind you so you can't see the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of Satan, and cast out that old mug in a mirror called the old carnal man. See, if devils believe, they fear and tremble. That's why judgment begins at the house of God if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? So where are you going? Remember this. Thou could have no power at all against me, except it was given there from above. Therefore, he that's delivered me unto you has a greater sin. So Jesus wants to repent and confess his name and become a new wash clean through his innocent blood that was crucified for you and me. Then the dimensional gospel 
starts to open up to you. As you start to see that kingdom, wake unto righteousness and sin not. See, the, the sinful man, the son of perdition, the self-exalted abomination, the great whore, the great harlot, the fornicated lie of spiritual adultery that mixes you all up as opposed to clean you all up. That's how you're sown into the resurrection of the gospel of Christ. And when he says, eat my, my body and the manna from heaven, drink my blood, this is the New Testament, the communion of oneness with God. And yet he also says, do this often in remembrance of the blood of Christ in that new and living covenant. But who, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. That's why he says, examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. But if you're eating and drinking it unrepentative and still lusting to sin as a natural man, look, at its best, your righteousness is filthy rags. The sinner or the atheist and the ungodly, they're the ones that are called fools in the Bible, and so are the religious heady high-minded, vipers and snakes because they dam up people's conscience to blind them with a false light. For he that eats and drinks unworthy eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body or really discerning the holiness of God. So that's why Christ sent not to be baptized Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach this gospel. Not the words of man's wisdom, lest the cross of Christ should be of none effect. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. So what pierces the veil to enter into peace? You got to sow your old life in the Christ's eternal life. Love, healing, wisdom, and peace replaces fear, murder, lies, and the devil. All of a sudden, you can discern between good and evil. Your senses are exercised, and you have the victory to overcome. The fool, that which was so us is not quickened except it dies. So you got to die to self. So if that wheat fall to the ground and die, it, unless it dies, it abides alone. But if you do plant that life into God's fertile soil, you'll start to be the tree of life that sows salvation and eternal life. So those nine hours on the cross 
allow you to say, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. You're sown a natural body. It's raised a spiritual body, a glorified body. There is a natural body, but there is a spiritual body. Who are you sowing? See, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. But now Christ is risen from the dead. Christ in you, this hope of glory and the omnipresent hope, truth and promise of eternal life. For I delivered unto you first all of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for your sins, according to the scriptures. It says it's written and that he was buried and rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And he was seen of the disciples or the apostles. And after that, he was seen above 500 brethren at the time. And after that, You've seen James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, you've seen of me as one that is born out of due time. So the doctrine of the apostles or face-to-face -face glory of prayer. For God commanded that light to shine out of darkness, to shine in your heart, to give us the light and the knowledge of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to delve into the scriptures and find out for yourself just that power and glory of the price that Jesus paid for you on the nine hours on the cross.